0: Enzo Fernandez becomes a Chelsea player. Are Chelsea breaking FFP rules? And Hakim Ziyech's loan to PSG collapses. Hello there, guys. What is going on? Daniel Charles back here again for another edition of Let's Talk Chelsea, the post-January transfer window, the post-deadline day version of Let's Talk Chelsea. It was a pretty crazy day. I, I spoke a lot about Chelsea yesterday, and my voice was was kind of not was struggling at the end. It really was uh, to keep going and and speaking about Chelsea. Uh, but we got there in the end with Enzo Fernandez, and I hope you guys are excited as I am to see a new midfielder come in. This is a massive, massive deal. is going to be breaking it down a little bit more, going through some of the pieces, the reaction today to the Enzo Fernandez deal, but also to Chelsea's general spending, and that is where we're going to start regarding FFP. Have Chelsea broken FFP rules, which is what some people assume based on the level of spending in January? Before we get into any of that good stuff, if you want to see more Chelsea content, hit that subscribe button, hit the like button too, because it really helps out the channel and if you're listening on the podcast thank you so much for tuning in son of chelsea is a part of the 90 min podcast network but let's get into this ffp thing are chelsea breaking ffp rules because of the amount spent i think in the end it was 288 million pounds so getting close to 300 million Chelsea spent more than Bundesliga, Liga, La Liga, Serie A clubs combined. We know the chasm in spending and wealth between the Premier League and European clubs and that in itself has been quite obvious for some time but I think this window very much demonstrates it. That's a wider conversation but focusing in on FFP which is, is of concern not only to Chelsea fans but wider football fans as well and I think Arsenal fans too this is what Liam Toomey had to say about it um, how were Chelsea allowed to spend so much in the January window it's a really long piece definitely suggest go and read it link in the description box below and he says by signing Mikhailo Mudrik for example they enable his 70 million initial transfer fee to be spread across eight years on the books with his contract going up until June 2031 rather than that more conventional four or five uh, contract that we usually get thereby greatly reducing his yearly cost on the accounts he goes on to say that Fernandez. Badia Shile, Madawake, and summer signing Wesley Fafana are also on long deals. This amortization trick, which could end up backfiring if the players on these supersized contracts fall short of expectations on the pitch, is one of the conditions Bowley and Clear Lake have exploited in order to maximize their opportunity to front load the level of spending that most elite clubs would stretch over three or four summer windows. There's a lot in this deal, There also is kind of a triple effect here where Of course, Benfica are earning a lot from this deal, but River Plate, Enzo Fernandez's original club, is earning as well. And apparently, they're going to use 35 million of that fee to help renovate their stadium. Um, So, already the Enzo money is being put to some good use. But we are going to focus in on Enzo Fernandez here. The remarkable rise to a global star of Enzo Fernandez, the headline for Sam Wallace's piece in The Telegraph. It's a really good one, really good explainer, profile of the player, gets good quotes around the type of player he is, what he could bring to Chelsea, uh, and I definitely suggest go and read it. Uh, then we've got some stats here, some really good stats from up to Joe that hopefully will excite you around Enzo Fernandez and his passing, what he could bring to Stamford Bridge. Enzo Fernandez has been the top-ranked player in the Portuguese league this season in the following passing categories passes completed progressive passes successful switches of play successful long passes and passes into the final third then we've got this other analytical piece by sam mcguire that looks into his history uh also his stats his numbers we'll go through some of that here and there is a chelsea connection when he started off at river plate and broke into their first team in 2020-21 because Hernan Crespo was the head coach at the time, which is quite a nice and neat tie to Chelsea uh, right there. And since the switch to Europe, Fernandes has averaged 99 passes per 95 across the Premier League and the Champions League, finding a teammate 85% of the time. Per FB ref, he is in the 99th percentile for progressive passes per 95, averaging 9.5. What makes these passing figures even more impressive is that he isn't just playing it safe. In fact, he ranks in the 96th percentile for expected assists and is often looking for that killer pass he is a controller and a dictator in the middle third but also a creator that type of player that Chelsea have been lacking what have so many of us been talking about how many times I've been listening to Chelsea fans complain about the current team and they speak about creativity particularly from central midfield and that creator that people have constantly said we need is Enzo Fernandes that player I really hope he is because it would be game changing along with the energy, the mobility, also the versatility, I think, of, of Enzo Fernandez's game that means that he isn't just set for run role. He can play a number eight, a more advanced playmaker if you want, but also sit a little bit deeper, which I think is what we're kind of interested in and what Chelsea have been greatly lacking um, in central midfield for some time. So... All really exciting. Chelsea have done some announcements. I'm sure if I'm uploading this video and the pictures have come out, uh, I will post them right here. But it, it was an exciting announcement video this morning from the club. And Enzo Fernandez, it is believed, is going to wear the number five shirt, just vacated by Jorginho, who of course left for Arsenal yesterday. I think it's just the right time, isn't it? It's exciting to see what Enzo Fernandez could do. It's probably too soon for him to feature against Fulham, but Chelsea, I'm sure, want to get him involved in the first team for the. Amount we've just spent on him, a, a club record and British record fee to get him into this midfield. But there is a question, obviously, as well of, of Champions League and registration, and Chelsea going to have to admit some players ahead of that Borussia Dortmund. So I, I feel like that's going to become a big talking point over the next week or two because we are getting closer now to, I think, when that squad's going to have to be submitted and also that Borussia Dortmund last 16 first leg. So we will obviously be covering that and see what Chelsea do in, in that aspect because we have signed a lot of players and we do have to, of course, register some of them. But it does mean some players are going to have to be left out. Will one of those players left out be Hakim Ziyech because his PSG loan move is off um, after seemed like it was going to be done. The LFP, the French football governing body, have not approved the deal with Chelsea accused of sending the same wrong document three times last night to leave PSG furious. This is from the Tsar Kinsella in the evening standard. The transfer has now collapsed. Just a little bit more context here from Matt Law in the Telegraph. Ziyech upset after Chelsea moved to PSG breaks down. Apparently Chelsea are blaming a technology glitch for the breakdown of Ziyech's deadline day move. Reports in France had claimed the wrong documents were sent three times. But Telegraph Sport understands Chelsea are blaming a tech problem for the sign loan agreement not reaching PSG. So PSG apparently are furious and uh, a recent report from uh, Matt Law an an extra report on this apparently PSG will think twice before dealing with Chelsea again apparently they're fuming with what French sources have described as a class A circus so really really strong words from PSG here regarding the situation I mean we've got both sides here you've got Chelsea blaming Tech is that accurate is that fair is that just briefing you've got the briefing from PSG who of course are making out like Chelsea are all to blame here whatever it is I do feel sympathy for Ziyech, I really do in this situation, because this is a player who, despite playing well in recent weeks for Chelsea and looking like he was going to have some pots play in the rest of this season, he may still do now because he's back at Chelsea, but clearly needs a fresh start in his career, and we're so close to getting that. And revamping his career a little bit in, in a new environment, not going to get that now. I want to know your thoughts. Do you think that Ziyech will come back? Do you think he'll be integrated back into the team? Do you think it's bad on Chelsea's part? What do you think in terms of the r- reports from PSG? Let me know in the comments below. But that is it for today's edition of Let's Talk Chelsea. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to watch it. If you did enjoy it, hit that subscribe button and the notification bell so you don't miss any of the uploads. Follow me on Twitter at Son Chelsea and I will see you again very soon. All the best. <music>